and welcome to a very rare live edition of the Pretty Bubbles podcast. Uh, it was meant to be all three of us here today, but Daryl um, can't because, you know, work shit happens. So it's me, Matt, joined by Jamie. How are you, mate? Yeah, not too bad, mate. Not too bad. Very last minute plans changed, but we're, we're on live. All well, we sudden. got there eventually. It was only an hour late and one person down, so it yeah. could have been worse. Um, but yeah, obviously we're here on Wednesday afternoon and you'll know that it's the big game tonight, Spurs, but we've got a lot of catching up to do before we get to talking about that. We've got to talk about last week's uh, Europa Conference League second leg briefly and the draw that's happened since then. Uh, we've got to talk about Sunday's game uh, against Villa where we finally got off the mark in the Premier League. and then we're unbeaten, we're, in two. we're unbeaten in two games as far as I'm concerned. And two clean sheets in a row. Yeah, exactly. Like, give it maybe another 12 hours. Probably won't be, but... Um, we'll, cross that, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it, uh, which, yeah, obviously we will talk, be talking about that game in a little bit as well. So um, I'll quickly start off with socials, or Daryl will be very unhappy with me. So you can find us on all of the social, all your regular social media platforms on Twitter. We're at bubbles underscore podcast. Uh, on Facebook, we're the Pretty Bubbles Podcast. And on Instagram, we're pretty underscore bubbles underscore podcast. Um... And obviously, like, subscribe, leave us a review, a comment, whatever, all that usual good shit. So, Jamie, let's go back almost a week to last Thursday. Viborg away in the second leg of the Europa Conference League playoffs. Uh, a comfortable 3-0 win in the end. Uh, fairly straightforward performance. Skamaka getting his second goal in as many Europa Conference League games. And then Ben Rama and Suchek rounding out the scoring. Um Seems like a lifetime ago now, but what did you make of that game and obviously the lineup and everything that came with it? It was weird because it felt like a game we needed to get a win. So I'm happy we put out a strong lineup. Um, I'm happy we just got the result over and done with and didn't really make a pig's ear of it. Like, I'm happy we just kind of got across the line. Goals for Skamaka. Uh, Suchek needed a bit of a confidence booster. Corne missed an absolute sitter. Uh, oh, yeah. It, it felt like a lose-lose situation, but I'm happy he actually did the right thing and put out basically our first eleven because it felt like a game, if we'd lost, the changing room could have maybe started to turn. The fan base would then get really on the wrong side. It feels like a long... Like last Sunday against Brighton feels a long time ago because we've a lot's happened. Uh, we've got two wins, two clean sheets. We've signed an absolutely phenomenal player. It's weird how much wins can change stuff. So I'm really happy that we did put out a strong lineup, and ultimately we can win the Conference League. So I wanted to see strong teams. Yeah, I agree. And I know Daryl had, had even when we went away and win three nil uh, away in Europe. Daryl still had to have a moan up because the likes of Ogbonna, uh, Zuma, sorry, and. Antonio came on towards the end of the game, but these players still need minutes in their legs, in my opinion. So you can't mm -hmm. have it all um, one way. You've got to, you can't just rest them all entirely. Give them some game time. Um, but you know, it's Daryl. He's got our Santa moan about, and yeah, that's Daryl for you. Nothing changes. <laughs> um, but I mean, the goals themselves. I think Skamaka took his very well. Uh, that run across the near post and just guiding it in over the keeper from well about six yards out. Um, 
Ben Ramas was nicely taken. That is one, mm. route one football at its finest. Long ball up yeah. from the keeper. Your number nine wins the header. And then one of your wingers plays it through on the volley to your other winger who finishes it. I think that goal is as pleasing to me as any other goal because it's like, you know what? Let's just fucking lump it long. Yeah, it gets it gets the job done. Feels like Sam Allardyce football back in the day. <sighs> the glory days. Um, <laughs> and then finally, Suchek, um, like you said, getting a nice confidence boost for him. He needed that. And it was a good ball in. Kerr originally with the original header, forced a good save from the keeper. Um, but yeah, I think overall, it was exactly what we expected. They had a couple of chances. Uh, Ariola made a, a fairly decent double save um, mm. fairly early on in the first half. But I think that's exactly what we needed. Like you say, it's a bit of a palate cleanser and it's what wins do to you. It like, reignites the feeling, like a bit yeah. of goodwill around the club. Yeah, exactly. Exactly that. And... It was weird. Like, I think no one was ever worried going into the game about Viborg, but you just didn't want to make it a bigger contest than it needed to be. Like, at no point was any West Ham fan worried about them. So that's all we could ask for. And we're through, and we're in the group stages. Yep, we are in the group stages. So let's move on to that because on Friday afternoon, we had that draw for the group stages. Um, A fairly decent draw. Although I don't think there's many teams in the group stages that we could have drawn that we would have maybe even be slightly worried about. So uh, Stal Bucharest, Anderlecht and Silkeborg are our three opponents. Um, first game's at home to Stal Bucharest next week. Um, are you going to that or what's your plan? Yeah, for that one? I, I, pay, I paid for the free uh, tickets. Next Thursday's obviously an awkward one. I've got my exam on the Friday, so I don't want to be up London later than I really have to be. So no, but that's not the most important thing that's happening on that Friday, is it? Yeah, um, Daryl's going to die in Cardiff. Yep, Daryl is will be on his stag next Friday, so we are looking forward to um, the demise of Daryl Woodford. It will be a two man podcast after next weekend. Um, but anyway, <laughs> yeah, back 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 to the the draw. So uh, obviously that's on the Thursday night. I think. I mean, we should win this group, shouldn't we? If we won our Europa League group last year quite easily, this yeah. is a step down from that. Yeah, like, once we were in pot one, that was the key. Like, because we were the lowest ranked pot one team. And I think if Olympiacos had lost their penalty shootout to Apollon, Limassol, or one yeah. of the Cypriot team, then we would have slid into pot two. So that was the key, really. Because uh, there is some good teams in this competition, like... Let's be honest, Fiorentina aren't terrible. Villarreal got to the semi-final of the Champions League last season. Like, there's some good teams in it. It's just once you're in pot one, you don't have anyone else really to fear. Like, the Div 4 teams, most of them teams have never played in Europe before. Like, it's probably, in comparison, like, we got quite an easy Europa League draw. Like, it probably, it's harder in comparison to the other teams. Like, I think Silkeborg are top of the Danish league. So that's a harder one that you could have drawn in that pot, but still comparatively to last year. Yeah, it's so much easier. But we should win this group quite clearly. And you want to win the group because then you get the bonus of not having to play the teams that drop from Europa. Yeah, that's the big one, isn't it? And we had the same conversations uh, last year with the, the teams dropping out of the Champions League into the Europa League. But yeah, I mean, if you look at some of the other teams that we could have faced, Fiorentina obviously would have been a tough one. Um, and then you've got to look through others like Cologne, maybe even Nice, which yeah. are a, a 
pot three team. Like they've made some decent signings um, so far this summer. But I mean, that's going to be an interesting group. You've got Partizan, Milgrade, Cologne, and Nice all in the same group. Yeah. Uh, but other than that, I mean, maybe it would have been nice to have Shamrock Rovers, uh, a nice trip yeah. over to Ireland. Because uh, I think the fans would have loved that. But I mean, you look at some of the teams here that you, you just never heard of. There's teams from Kosovo and Lithuania and Liechtenstein. Mm. It's like countries that just do not make get into European football ever, which is, I guess is why this competition does have its perks as well, because it does give these teams a chance to travel around Europe a little bit and get a, a higher standard of football. Yeah, I think as it was like shown last year, Roma won this competition and no, like, obviously that's another trophy to Mourinho. He's not thinking about like the demerits of it. Like the fans that are saying, oh, it's only a two-bob tournament. It's like, hover at my two-bob tournament. It's a Europa it's a European competition. It's a trophy. And right now, it's probably our best way into the Europa League next year. So I just don't think we can really turn our nose up at it. I think we should be grateful. And right now, I think we can win it. Just take it. Oh. Yeah, definitely. It is one of those that we are... It's, it's definitely going to be our best shot into the Europa League. Obviously, a lot of it will depend on who drops down out of the Europa League after the group stages and we'll see what sort of teams come out there because there were some big teams that dropped out. Uh, last year, obviously, Roma went, went on to, to win the tournament. So, they've got like anyone that comes down has definitely got a chance. But yeah. we've got to consider ourselves out of the current field. We've got to consider ourselves among the favourites. I think you said we're joint favourites um, with the bookies at the moment. So. The thing I'll say is I'm just looking at Europa League groups now. There doesn't look like a group of death, really. You know, like, there's some really strong groups sometimes. Like, unless a, I'm trying to think, like a Man United, a Arsenal, a Betis, a Roma drop down again, it's unlikely that there's any... fear any of them. Yeah. Villarreal's going to be the one, I think. They're, prob- they're favourites with the bookies with ourselves that we should fear. Like, they're a Champions League semi-finalist that, for a reason. We can... And Unai Emery, annoyingly, is very good in Europe. So, we've got... Great some, track record. Yeah. So, yeah, we can take it as it is. But right now, let's go win that group. Try and get it done soon. Try and win four of our first four and then rest and rotate. Yeah, that definitely sounds like the way to go. So, um, let's move on then. Um, we'll... Part of the Europa Conference League chat for now. Obviously, we'll pick that up next week um, as we look ahead to the first game next Thursday. But let's move on to Sunday. A trip to Villa Park at 2 o'clock it was on Sunday afternoon, wasn't it? And we finally, finally got our first goal, our first point, our first win, our first clean sheet of the Premier League season. And a 1-0 win over an also struggling Aston Villa side with which has heaped more pressure on Steven Gerrard. But let's talk about us. I mean, if anything, it's more just a feeling of relief, surely, for me. I don't know about you. Yeah, it's it weren't pretty, what I caught, because obviously we were busy Sunday. Uh, XG, it was the first game in the Premier League this year where both teams accumulated XG of less than one, so not a classic. But ultimately, we needed it. We just needed to win ugly. Um the terrible goal to concede if you're in Aston Villa, but right now I really don't care. It's a clean sheet. The defence looked strong. Uh, ultimately, re- limiting their XG down shows that we've done all right because 
they've got some good attacking players. Um, just to get three points and a clean sheet on the board is where it now goes. We've got Tottenham, obviously, tonight, which is tough. I, I think Tottenham are really, really good. But then we've got Chelsea at the weekend, who right now look terrible. It feels like we can get going. And I kind of think, although we needed a result, otherwise it was looking like six games, potentially six losses. But, yeah, I, I'll still stand by my comment that Aston Villa are frauds because... I just don't think there's anything good about them. Like I heard, I've heard if Steven Gerrard loses his next two games, um, he will have the worst win percentage or the worst, like their worst manager statistically since he got um, in modern day history. And their next two games are Arsenal and City, so uh, it's a struggle for him. And I stand by my comments. I just didn't buy them at the start of the season and. At least I'm kind of right on something at the moment. <laughs> Makes a nice change. Yeah, I mean, like in on paper at the start of the season, some of the signings they made uh, looked good. Bubakar Kamara coming in, looked to, I, I sort of sung that as potentially one of the transfers of the summer. Mm. Uh, obviously, it doesn't help that one of their main signings got injured in the first game and he's going to be out for mm. quite a lengthy amount of time. But... Yeah, going forward, they look sort of bereft, like bereft of ideas and really are struggling to put anything together. Um, if we look at ourselves for that game, though, maybe a bit of a surprise with the lineup, at least for me and the formation. We went to a back five. Emerson came into the starting 11 to make his debut uh, with Johnson playing on the right, who came off with an injury pretty early mm. on in the game as well. Uh, and Skamaka got a start up front. Uh, he did get hauled off after about an hour for Antonio. But um, maybe that maybe that will play into the team tonight. We'll see. Um, potentially Antonio comes back into that starting eleven. We, we'll see. We'll talk about that in a bit. But what did you make of the formation? Do you think that helped to stifle them? Because like you said, they have got some good attacking players. Watkins, Ings and Coutinho all started. Uh, and then you've got the likes of John McGinn who likes to roam forward and Kamara and Douglas Lewis sits a little bit deeper. But do, do you reckon that could be a longer term change with us going to five at the back? Yes, but also it kind of felt like we were struggling for attacking emphasis when we first started. Like, it didn't feel like, yeah, like we stifled them. The back three worked really well. Kura, Zuma and Creswell dealt with them. We stifled them. And it felt like the real change that come into the game has been our best player, and that's Ben Rama. Like, even Moyes came out after the game and said that he changed the game... And he was really the key. I think at the moment, five at the back long term probably will happen. I just don't know at the moment. I think it needs to be worked on. I feel like it lacks attacking impetus at the moment because you'll then obviously have your three at the back and then your wing backs will probably be Emerson, Kufau, and then two centre-backs. Like At the moment, we linked with Wan-Bissaka. And I think if we're playing at five at the back, Wan-Bissaka is not the player you want. No, I agree. Must going forward, it just makes no sense. So if you're bringing in Wampasaka, it kind of gives you the mixed message that you're playing four at the back. But, but that's by the way. It feels like you've got a flat three and then you've two wing backs and you two centre mids. Who is our three best attacking players at the moment? Because Bowen's struggling. Skamaka is what we would agree. And then at the moment it's Ben Rama. But we just know Ben Rama won't start every week, week in, week out for West Ham. That's not what Moyes does. No, definitely not. So I probably would still stick with the four, but 
probably look to go Emerson at left back and just rotate it more. Like players aren't performing, don't be scared to change it. Like, and I'll give Moyes credit for bringing in on Ben Rama at half time. It did really help. Yeah, it's nice to hear Moyes getting credit on this podcast once because Daryl was here. He'd be doing nothing but slagging him off. Um, this gives yeah. me a good chance to bring up my next talking point for the for this episode before we take a break and move on to the Spurs preview. Talking about who's playing and who's playing where, let's talk about our new signing because this is probably the most exciting signing we've had in God knows how long, possibly, possibly in my sort of uh people, think. people would say Pyatt, but Pyatt wasn't as like highly rated. He'd had a good no. season the year before, but it weren't as big of a coup. Um trying to think, yeah. yeah I can't think of anyone. Obviously he's overtaken Haller as the record signing. Um on the condition that he meets certain bonuses, he will overtake Haller. Uh, but obviously, Luca Paqueta is the man we are talking about. Signed from Leon on was it Monday? It was completed and announced. Yeah, Monday at seven o'clock, it was announced. So he's got thirty-three caps for Brazil. Uh, won the Copa America um, in twenty nineteen. Came over to AC Milan. Performed well there for about eighteen months. I think it was before he moved on to Leon. And obviously, we both saw him live and in person mm-hmm. last year when Leon came to the London Stadium for that game in the Europa. League uh, quarterfinal, was it? Yes. Yeah, it was the quarters, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, what a signing. Do We'll talk about it a little bit more, but obviously such a skillful player, so much flair. That sort of creativity that we've said we've been lacking, yeah. someone who can pick a pass and unlock a defence. Uh, how excited are you to see him pull on the shirt, potentially even tonight? You never know. It's just such a big signing. It's a sort of signing that you do make at these times in the window because ultimately everyone thought he was going to a big club and nothing ever materialised. And we've now been able to go in and get him. And it's like no one would have dreamed that we got him. And we got him at a reasonable price. Like when you look at the players that are being touted, I like Isaac, but Isaac has gone up more money. Anthony Gordon was linked to 60 million. Who That is outrageous. English what? tax is unreal. Yeah. Like, before this season, he'd only scored four Premier League goals, which three were deflections. Like, <laughs> it's farcical. Um, but it's just such a good sign in terms of he's diverse. He can play in an eight. He can play in a ten. He can, he's hardworking. He's a goal scorer. He feels like the first player you really sign in where you he's well like pushing world class already, but there's definitely a player that's still developing. So it's positive. I don't think he'll start tonight, but I think he'll be on the bench. Um it's just yeah, a really positive sign. Although at the moment we can't like are we trying to rebuild that Leon team that beat um Man City in that COVID year? Because Maxwell Cornet played for him. Right. Just bringing in there's, some old... There's, there's worse teams you can emulate. Yeah, we're turning to <laughs> basically, because we've brought in Kera, Ariola, uh, Aguered, and um, Piquet. But to be fair, it's a good place. Like, how many good players come in from France every year? So, yeah, by all means. But, yeah, it's a massive signing for us. And, yeah, it's just... I can't believe it. we pulled it off. Credit to 
GSB. We can't really knock them. They've supported Moyes right now, and right now it's now on Moyes to go and do well. Yeah, it, it does sort of pile the pressure on him a bit now. He's been backed in the transfer market. We know that he's the sort of manager that will only sign players that he wants. He won't be sort of bullied into mm. signing players that the board want him to sign. Um, like I said, he's 25, so he's still young and he is very much on the up and up. He's got nine goals in each of his last league and seasons. Uh, and then you can have five and six assists onto that in each season, respectively. So he has the goal contributions. Uh, he's just got to come in. It takes time to settle. I agree with you. I think he'll probably be on the bench tonight. Mm. But I think we'll see him get some game time. I think the fans will be really excited to see him in action. Yeah, totally agree. Uh, it's like it should give the crowd a boost even before the game started. Like everyone's going to see him or him get announced, and you just feel like it's going to raise the atmosphere already. So, yeah, it's it's huge, absolutely huge. Like, what's a week tonight out of interest? Do you know? Uh, I can find out for you, but I bet they're not great. Uh, five to two, which little short. Because I've been what like, what Spurs twelve to eleven on Bet three six five. I think that's a great price, personally. Yeah, I'll be able to go on that later. <laughs> probably am. Yeah, but um, yeah. Anyway, we'll uh, talk a little bit more about later. Just after this, we'll take a quick break, and then we'll be back to have a look at the Spurs game later on tonight. I mean, I do love that chant, but it is just ridiculous. Like, Prague is nowhere near Moscow. Yeah, but we are West Ham fans. We're not the most intelligent, are we? Look at Daryl. True, true. You've got a good point there. Anyway, um, on to tonight's game, uh, 7.45. I I will ask, though, can we have an update on the points predictions of the league? Uh, You can, if I will open them. Uh, And while I'm opening that, um, yeah, so tonight's 7.45. Uh, at home, obviously, you'll be fixtures are released. Um, how do you see the game going? <laughs> I know this won't be popular, um, but I'm probably going to go for a Tottenham win. I just think Tottenham are really good at the moment. They've got arguably the third best manager in the world at their club. They've got arguably the best attack, Barman City, in the league. There's just a lot to like about Tottenham, and it hurts me to say it. So I probably am going to go Tottenham win. They're 10 points after four games. Um, Can't remember who they've played, if I'm being honest with you. Chelsea beat Southampton, beat Nottingham Forest. And Wolves. Yeah, beat Wolves 1-0. They were they were lucky in that game, to be honest with you, I thought. Well, especially in the first half, Wolves were very good. Yeah, and they weren't great against Chelsea. So, but then ultimately, sometimes you buy your luck, don't you? Like, So, yeah, they've not probably performed as well, but I just know that they've got some world-class players in their team and it won't be easy at all. Uh, 
Although, I don't know what our recent record is against them. I think there's obviously the odd game here and there. Like, I think we've done relatively okay against them. Probably like three wins out of our last six. I will tell you how, how, how our record is against them in recent times. So, got to scroll down a lot for this. We've played them a lot of times. Yeah. Um, last season, they beat us 3-1 away. Um, we beat them 1-0 at home. Uh, and then we also played them in the League Cup. Mm. The season yeah. before that, we drew 3-0 at White Hart Lane, obviously, yeah. the, that game. And we beat them 2-1 at home which was uh, Lingard scored in that one. Yeah. The season before that, they did the double over us. And then the season over that, it was a 1-0. season before that, it was a 1-0 win each way. So it's been fairly even in recent yeah. times. In the last three seasons, we've had three wins. Um, one, two, three, four losses. Four losses if you include the League Cup. Uh, and there's a draw in there as well. So yeah, it's not too horrendous, really. So, yeah, there's positives in terms of that we can. I just, yeah, I just think they're really good. And I'll be honest, after seeing those odds, being above evens is quite good. I think they're valued, right? But yeah, uh, yeah, it just like I know I've had a bet with a friend. I had Tottenham to finish above Chelsea this year. And right now, my cash out is probably looking very good. Um, yeah, they're just a really good side this year. I think they're the best club bar. City and Liverpool could make an argument that they could push Liverpool for second this year in my eyes. So oh, yeah, I was gonna say if Liverpool carry on like they are, but they did just win nine wheel at the weekend. So yeah. I get Bournemouth, I will know, who sacked their manager for some reason. No, I think so, it's not necessarily the performance, it's what he had to say afterwards. Yeah, true. But yeah, I think Tottenham are strong. This won't be an easy game tonight, not at all. Probably actually rather play them midweek early on in the year. Because um, I just think, yeah, Conte doesn't really rotate. So it will probably be a very similar team to what we saw uh, in the week, like against or on Sunday against Forest. So their recovery time is very similar to us. Like they've got some really good players. I actually don't think their centre backs are all that. Like I don't know if. Um, What's his name? Is you, is he back? Who's the centre back? Who I Romero? Really Romero. Why did I think of Emerson? Shit. Uh, I have no idea. Um, but yeah, this won't be easy. I'm probably going to go two one Tottenham first first goal. Human son. Oh, well, you're backing son to get off the mark for the season. Oh, if he's definitely not scored yet, then hundred percent. Yeah, that's true. That is a bit of a banker in it. Um, I will give you that update on the predictions after the last couple of games. So the Viborg game, you got nothing uh, because you went for a one-all draw and got to score. I changed first. that. I changed it. Oh, did you? Who did you yeah. go for? I think I went... Scum- uh, I definitely changed it. Let, let me find You go that. and have a look because this is what happens when you update it. Does that does my head in? It's the same with the fantasy cricket and people trying to make transfers and putting them in group chats, and I never notice. Um, but anyway, I'll go back to the villa. I'll move on to the villa game. We'll come back to that. Um, so in the villa game, we all got two points apiece. We all predicted a win, but none of us had the right first scorer. You had Cornet, I had B, 
Ben Rama, which obviously I should have changed. But then again, he was on the pitch when the first goal went in. So right. um, um, it I make any difference. I w- changed my prediction to 2 0 West Ham, calling a first goal scorer. So all I'm getting is two points. So that does make a difference in the league because oh. you go from getting zero points to two points, which puts you on, well, it puts Daryl in third on 18 points. And then me and you are tied on 20 points. Oh, it's tight. So it is very close at the moment. Um, Daryl's gone for a two-all draw tonight with Kane to score first. And, oh, do I just be stupid and go for a win? Do it. Come on. Do I just do it? One of us is getting points tonight on that basis, then. Yeah, you're right there. I'm going to go... For a three-two win, wow! That is... and Antonio to score first because I think um, we'll talk about this I... in a minute. I think Antonio might start tonight. I agree. I think it will be a bit of a change. I think because we had a few games in a few days, that's why I think we saw Skamaka start. So yeah, I agree. I think Antonio does start for sure. Uh, so what do you see the starting lineup being then? If you were predicting what Moyes was going to do, not necessarily what you would do. So, it's mainly in defence where I'm struggling. Uh, so, I'm, Fabianski starts, Kufelt right back, um, Kera and Zuma at centre-back. Uh, would we go five at the back against these lot? Yeah, I That's think the gonna... question, isn't it? I think we might do if it was, yeah. uh, if I think Moyes might stick with it because we looked yeah. a little bit more short at the back. Yeah, so I'll go Kufel, Kera, Zuma, Creswell, Emerson, Rice, Suchek. So there's seven. Uh, Antonio, Bowen, and Fornaus. I think he'll, yeah, I think he'll be one or two changes. I don't think he'll change a lot. As much as I think we, I think Ben Rama should start, I don't think he'll do it. Yeah, I think he likes, we've seen this before, he likes four nails in these sorts of games, his work rate and tracking back. And then if you're still in the game and you need something, Ben Rama's sort of got your ability to come on and change the game a little bit. Mm. So um, we'll see how that goes if, if, if we're anywhere near right. Um, what about Spurs as well? Like obviously, we've said about their start to the season, they tend to play a five at the back as well. Um, I say as well, that's on the assumption that we do. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know if Romero's back either. But so let's look at their lineup on Sunday, for example. They had a back th- three centre backs as Davis, Dyer, and Sanchez. And I think that's a three centre backs that can be gotten at. It's their weak link in their team for sure. It feels like their main area of need. But it Conte loves Eric Dyer for some reason. Like thinks he's fantastic. Davidson Sanchez has been a bit of a useless but seems to find a free at the back and he's Romero, also a bit of a liability at points and he loves a, a booking or a, yeah something like that a big stupid challenge yeah like Romero if he comes in um will be a great ad like that will make them a lot more shored up because obviously Davis is okay but he's not he's not Romero um so it. Yeah, I'm probably am swaying to that is their weak point. Perisic will he play as well? Because he's not young. 
Yeah, I mean, he could do. They could start Sessignon. Um, yeah. So it'll be one of them two, and then probably. I know Emerson played the full 90 on Sunday. Will he play a start again? Could they even bring Jed Spence in? I know he mm-hmm. came off the bench on uh, Sunday as well. Um, Where's Doherty? Is he injured? No, don't know. He was on the he was on the bench on Sunday, so he could start as well. Um, yeah, I, it would you know it wouldn't surprise me. It wouldn't surprise me if Richarlison starts tonight. Yeah, uh, I agree. Benton Kern, Hoiberg, centre. Yeah, it's oh, whether they what a catch. Yeah, that's fantastic, weren't it? <laughs> They've got a chance to get them through. But um, that is a great hand. No, yeah, oh, sorry. <laughs> whether Kulaseski gets dropped or not, because. He's been brilliant still this year. I think there was a few people saying, will he put up, still run as hot as he did? But he's still doing really well. So I think the question was always, will he get as much game time as well? And when Because obviously Rashardon was suspended for their first game. So Kulisevsky had to start that and he had a really good game. Um, yeah. So it was almost undroppable after that. Um, obviously Rashardon's the big money man. They paid about 50 million for him. And his assist on Sunday was lovely. A little cross for the outside of his, mm. his boot to... Harry Kane, who was completely unmarked about eight yards out. So yeah. what are you doing there, Nottingham Forest? But we'll ignore that for now. But yeah, I think they're going to be a tough team. We know how, we know how they play. We know that Kane likes to come deep, pin those balls over to Song. He also likes to be the, the, the focal point. He's good in the air. He's got a very good record against us. So it's all about whether we can keep him quiet. They didn't get a bad group in the Champions League either. So they'll definitely rotate there. Because they've got Marseille, Frankfurt and Sporting. No one who they... like. Frankfurt were a pot one team. So everyone would have been saying that's the pot one team you want. So Tottenham are very happy with their group. I'm trying to think, who else? Who was it that got a really nice group? Um, Man U weren't it in their Europe, Europa League group? But yeah, I I just know Conte don't really take much. But it's whether he brings in Rakalison is the main question. And I can't stand him. He's such a good footballer. But as you saw on Sunday, what he done, I just think he's an that prick. He is a complete wind-up merchant, but he knows exactly what he's doing, doesn't he? So it works yeah. for him. Uh, just looking at Kane's record against us, in 18 games in the league, he is in the Premier League, he scored 11 and assisted four. Um, so that's his, th- his fourth best record uh, in terms of goal returns against the club. Um, I mean, it's his record against Leicester is ridiculous. I was trying to say, like, who is his best? I was trying to think. Like, I feel like he does well against Arsenal as well. But... Arsenal is his second best. He scored 13 in 15. Um, wow. But Leicester, he's played 14 times in the Premier League. Three assists, 17 goals. <laughs> oh, and to be fair, Leicester is shit now. So he'd definitely be excited to play them soon. Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, so if we can keep him quiet, as as is always the case... Uh, but you know their wing-backs and the way Conte plays their wing-backs are always a, a key part of their team. So whoever plays a, on, in the wide areas for us is really going to have to put a lot of effort in, which is, again, why I think Fournals is going to be the one to start mm. in, probably on the left-hand side. Um, but, yeah, I think that pretty much covers it off. Um, we've given our predictions, which are probably... I mean, I literally have no idea which way this can go. If we We've, we've got to improve even further still, but we know that... In a game, a one-off game, a London derby against your biggest rivals, anything can happen. Yeah, and like they're not unbeatable. Like they're decent, but they're not incredibly great. Like they're 
still weaknesses there as we've seen so far this year. So yeah, I'm I'm not confident, but I wouldn't be shocked if we get a result. No, I, I agree as well. Um, so I will be back with Daryl tomorrow to review the Spurs game. Um, Jamie won't be here as he will be in the office. And why would we record it any other time than in the middle of the day when we should be working? Thank God my managers don't listen to this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, thanks for listening, guys. I'll be back with Daryl tomorrow. Um, as always, don't forget to, to follow us on all the socials and get involved with the conversation. And that leaves us with one thing left to say, and that is, come on, you irons. Irons. <laughs>